Jerome, in 400 AD, wrote a letter that said, don't lift, look a gift horse in the mouth. And the Jazz didn't. They got a gift. Noel, Joel, Embiid. And they thrived and took advantage of it full bore. We're talking about it next on Postcast. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. David Locke along with Ron Boone as the Utah Jazz defeat the Philadelphia 76ers in Philadelphia on the road, 120 to 109. And the night started with us going to the Nick Nurse press conference. And at that moment, they suddenly announced Joel Embiid was now questionable with knee soreness, not the ankle that he had missed the last road trip of, but knee soreness. And at that point, it became clear it was unlikely he was going to play. But then we got word about 30 minutes before the game that Joel Embiid, who has been the most dominating offensive player in the league, scoring. at the rim 30 of 33 in the restricted area well you take advantage of your strength and and the fact that the jazz had the ability to get to the rim and they were without Embiid. i mean you're fearless you go to the rim you go to the offensive glass i mean because you, you know you you shouldn't have an advantage uh especially when the, the wheel puts the big lineup out there on the floor 72 points in the paint that's that's that uh, tells the story right there uh the jazz uh Lowry marketing 33 points, 13 rebounds. First back-to-back he's played since his hamstring. They've been monitoring that a little bit. He did not look bothered. He got some he got some looks that were open. My goodness. We have not seen him get those kind of looks, uh, but he certainly got some of those tonight. I, I was kind of worried about that. We're well, not worried about it. I was impressed with the way the Jazz were getting him the open looks because uh, he, they were taking advantage. Of, if you notice, sometimes the, the, the Sixers would come out and their double team or they the Jazz were stretching – really high out on the floor. Now a couple of passes, you're going to get a good look. And they're leaving the wrong guy open, you know, with Mark and then, uh, a couple of those coming in that in that, uh, in that that left corner where he's been pretty good in that left corner all season long. 11 for 19 coming into tonight's game. So Tyrese Maxey becomes their primary player. Maxey comes in averaging 26 points a game. He's an all-star. He's been terrific for them. But we talked about on the broadcast, there's some interesting things to his game. Where he's at his best and gets most of his deals – transition, mm-hmm. and then spot-ups. And the two games which he'd really struggled recently were in Miami and in Chicago without Joel and Embiid in those two games. And in both those games, he got zero spot-up opportunities. He came into the game shooting 50% on catch-and-shoot threes, but 30% on off-the-bounce threes. He got one catch-and-shoot three the entire night. He happened to miss it. He got one of seven on off-the-bounce, nine of 24, and the Jazz really flustered him tonight. Yeah, so, so the difference is this with him, even though he's come a long ways and he's, he's run a great job of filling, uh, of taking over uh, uh, what Harden didn't, we're not doing here in, with the, with this basketball team. So, it's, he, but he's still a ways away from being the number one option on a basketball team. 
So he is a great support player uh, with someone like like um, Embiid or something like that. And true enough, he should be an all-star this year because he's having that, that great of a year. But so are the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, here's how it works. To win a title, you have to have a top 10, yep. a top 20, and a top 50 player in the NBA, right? So I believe that. If you, Jokic is top 10, Murray's top 20, and uh, Aaron Gordon was probably top 50 on that team. Like okay. that's Or Michael Porter Jr. They might have had two. Is Tyrese Maxey top 20? I'm going to say yes. I'm, I'm going to give Because Tobias I'm Harris is probably 20. top 50. Right, right. So the question really of them is, is Tyrese Maxey top 20? The team we saw last night, Jason Tatum's top 10, Jalen Brown's top 20, Chris Dapsperzingis is playing pretty close to top 20, Derek White's top 50, and Drew Holiday's top 30. That team's loaded. Right. Yeah. That That's the type of team that you put together and you win championships with. Uh, you have every position filled. Uh, and, and so what's left, you know, just playing. You don't even have to be the best defensive team in the league. You just have to be respectable or maybe in the top 10, 15, as far as defense is concerned, and you should. Win. And just to finish that analogy or that comparison, we'll see Milwaukee on Monday. They have a top 10. They have a top 20. And if Chris Middleton is healthy, they have a top 50. But that's a big if for them. Let's go back to the Jazz tonight. What did they do to get that many shots at the rim? Obviously, Embiid was not there, so that's the first part. But what else did they do that got them so many shots at the rim? Their, their spacing uh, and the fact that they, the Sixers were, were so spread out and the fact, and then the Jazz were able to, you know, drive. Uh, and, and they also was able to get out, you know, in, in the open court. But the spacing there uh, and ball movement is going to get you just all kind of shots. And, and, and the Jazz were able to get, get to the rim. You know, they made a ton of shots at the rim. So that's, you know, that's the bottom line. They took advantage of, I think, what it looked like to me, a team that plays a zone, but they don't really know how to play the zone, mm, if, if that, if you understand what I mean. Because uh, Nick Nurse gets upset. He calls timeout and everything. Why? They were leaving marking and open. Right. You know, and, and that should not happen. I mean, we've seen the Jazz leave some guys open that Will Hardy doesn't want to leave open. Part of the zone is you've got to. Be able to do that. Obviously, Will found the spots in their zone um, to have Lowry in the right spot to have their zone fall apart. One of the weaknesses of a zone for most teams has been the corner three, and that's why teams don't like to play zone is because they allow too much corner three. However, what Will's tried to do is build a zone that doesn't allow the rim and doesn't allow the corner three. Thus, we give away an above the break three more often than some other shots. The guy who was finding them at the rim almost all the time tonight Seemed to be Colin Sexton. What did you see out of his reads in his 10 assists tonight? His 10, his 10 assists came because he, he can break any defense down. I don't care if it's zone or not. You know, he's just that he's just that daring, I think, as far as driving to the basket. And and uh, it, and with that and with that spacing, you know, he did it. It's, whatever he's doing at 7 o'clock in the morning, it with his goggles. Be, with his goggles and everything, seems to be working for him. Colin had 10 assists tonight. That's the new season high. Seven of them were at the rim. One of them was to a John Collins about 10-footer. One was for a Lowry three, and or two were for Lowry threes. But the others were all at the rim. So seven of his 10 assists were all at the rim tonight. That's yeah. that's pretty darn impressive by Colin, and that's that's big progress for him. That's, that's not an area where Colin has necessarily been great in the past. Yeah. You have to, if, if, if that's a little uh, 
what am I looking for? This this new way of, of, of being able to read defense, if that's working for him, man, just think what he's going to be like the second half of the season. You didn't hear it. Colin joined us postgame and shared with us that he gets up with his brother every morning, wears goggles that are flashing at him to try to act as a distraction. The goggles, they're really weird. I've worn them before for various balanced ski things. They really can make you seasick really fast. So Colin <laughs> told us today postgame, he gets up every morning with his brother, wears these flashing goggles that are just going into his face the whole time and then runs making reads and has to make passes. And they only count the pass if it's perfectly in the shooting pocket for his reads. And he's been doing this at 7 o'clock um, every morning uh, with his brother. That must have led to his, partially led to his 10 assists tonight uh, with that and making reads. Colin really uh, doing a great job. But they did have five turnovers. The Jazz turnovers were brutal tonight. They had 23 in the first half. Yeah. <laughs> And the points they gave up off the turnovers in that first half was was uh, unbelievable. I don't have it right here, but I think they had 13 turnovers or something like that and gave up 19 points or somewhere in there. Not, Chad Forcier really, said to us, what am I looking for early third quarter? He said, a little more force, a little bit more energy. We just kind of were playing in a fog in the yeah. first half, and I thought he saw that out of the Jazz. Yeah. Well, these are pretty easy stars tonight, Ron. Without a doubt. Let me ask you one question I think of. Not concerned, but worth throwing out there. We're just getting into our offense so slowly with Keontae right now. Right. It's it's he's it just comes up the court. It's so slow, and there was actually a play. There was a really good visual tonight where Keontae was on the floor, and Kelly got us in the offense about four seconds earlier, and it allowed for three more passes to be made at the end of the play. What is happening with Keontae at the point guard that we are not making our first pass to 11 or 12 on the shot I'm not clock. sure if he's sure of himself pushing the ball up the floor and getting into something. It's like he's taking his time, making sure that they get into the right set or anything like that when he doesn't have to do that. Uh, we've watched practice enough to know that when you bring the ball up, whatever side, it doesn't matter, uh, you, get, you can get right into something. Uh, you can get... That lead pass means we're into our secondary break or whatever you want to call it. And he is um, just he's just taking his time, getting the ball up the floor. And I, I think until that changes, we, we're probably going to see that uh, with him. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if he's unsure of himself or, or what, but you know, I, I'd like to see him change that. We talked about a little bit of the broadcast. He's been the best player on the floor in every game he's ever played in his entire life until he got here. Yeah. That's that a big a adjustment. Right. It's a big adjustment. You find out once you get to this level, everybody has a scrapbook. You know, otherwise they wouldn't be here. You find out that the game is much faster. <clears throat> you find out that it's much it's more physical. And I think that is one of the biggest differences there, that, that how physical the game is. Colin Sexton and Lowry Markin are two stars. No discussion needed. That is postcast. Ron Boone and I will be in Milwaukee for you as we see Giannis and Dame coming up here for the first time together on this road trip. Jazz now 1-1 one one with a win in Philadelphia. Joel Embiid does not play, and the Jazz take advantage. And it's a gift horse in the mouth that they wrote about in 400 AD that works correctly on January 6th of 2024. Have a great night. We now send you to Locked On Sports Today, the first ever 24-7 national stream, uh, sports stream on YouTube. Hope you enjoy. Have a great night.